Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast with Larry Barker and Drew Klein. The Healthy Church Podcast is an honest conversation about what it means to be part of a healthy church. There are no perfect churches because they're all filled with imperfect people led by imperfect leaders. But by God's grace, we can begin to dialogue about what changes can be made in our lives as leaders and in the churches we serve in order to better love God and His people. For more information and other resources, go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on the Healthy Church Podcast. My name is Drew Klein, here with my partner Larry Barker. And again, you might notice the den noise behind us because we are at the youth conference in Dallas, Texas called SOAR. And I'm excited to, well, to sit down with my mentor and hero, Donnie Parrish. And he's the guy who kind of started this whole deal. And that's got to be pretty satisfying, Donnie, to be sitting here like 30, is it 30, 31? How many is it? That I think this is 31 years. I don't remember really. But hey, man, let's let's give credit where credit's due. Bobby Tucker was really the guy that had the uh, vision for this conference, and then uh, he came to me. We were both doing student ministry, and we just kind of worked on it together for a long time. And so, Bobby's really the guy, and I just kind of helped facilitate it. But hey, for a conference to last thirty-one years. And to continue to thrive and be successful, mm-hmm. you just got to say that's a God thing. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Well, I you know I got to say I can't have you on this podcast and me not. I mean I've said this to you personally, but I wouldn't be sitting here without you. And yeah, so I'm just so thankful man. to the Lord to use you in my life the way He has in my wife's life. And so yeah. it's a privilege to spend some well, time. You know I love you, man. And um, God's been good. And you know, hey. One of the things that I'm pretty passionate about is student ministry. Yeah. I'm you know, I'm an old man now, but I'm still passionate about student ministry and I I really believe it is a um, it's a concept that our churches need to get back to. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, I've even heard preachers and pastors preach against student ministry. Mm. And and I'm going to tell you if you want to make disciples, I don't know of a better time in somebody's life than when they're a student to begin that process of making a disciple. Right. So um, I think that student ministry has a great place in the local church. And I know that's not what you want to talk about today. But no, I think it's on target, Donnie. Maybe. I do. How long were you in student ministry? I was a, I was a student minister for over 25 years yeah. full time. And, uh, you know, I look back, probably the most rewarding time in my life, you know, as far as making disciples and investing in people. Yeah. Student ministry, uh, you know, it's relationship building. It is uh, teaching people from the ground up. I I promise you, student pastors end up making some of the best pastors. Yes, sir. Proven fact. Proven fact. Yeah, but I mean, relationships are where you're at when you're a student guy. A student guy. That's right. And uh, you learn how to do life with people. Awesome. So, hey, I, um, I, I, I really wish that our churches would understand the real need 
for effective student ministry, effective guys and gals that can pour their life into uh, into kids. Makes mm-hmm. a huge difference. So, Drew. Yes, sir. You had great parents. You know, God blessed you. And so, even though you were a knucklehead like most what guys <laughs> were your age, you were blessed. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, yeah. I, this conference is a blessing, and, but student ministry is something that I wish our churches would um, would see the need for. I know it'll always be something that's on your heart and that you will always love, and you're you'll never stop being a youth pastor. Well, the way you it's love hard. Kids and it's hard. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I I, lo- I still love the students. There's so much potential. Yeah. In a, in a young person, you know, they're not. They have hard lives. Many of them have hard lives, and they deal with things that you wish they didn't have to. But the fact of the matter is, they're they're moldable, mm-hmm. and they're looking for direction. They're looking for somebody they can trust. Yeah. Um, when dads walked out, and moms kind of checked out. Mm-hmm. They're looking for somebody that they can trust. That stability. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's an opportunity for somebody that loves the Lord to say, hey, there's somebody I'll never leave you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a relationship there that you can depend on at all times. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, yeah. No, I love students. You know, Donnie, what I, I got to just give you props the thing that i've always loved about you is when you look at them some people look at them and they only see negative you look at them and you see potential well and i i appreciate that about yeah, you my friend kind, but i tell you larry you know students they come at life with almost a it's almost a green field yeah how they yeah how they see life you know sure even they can be in in a, in a in turmoil, but there's some there's some students yeah that they they don't see tomorrow as something they're looking forward to. But most students think that life's going to be better for me tomorrow. Yeah, things are eventually going to get better for me. Good, and uh, that's where you can walk in to make a huge difference. Yeah. Tell them what real life's all about. Well, this is not too far of a jump from youth ministry to helping the greater church understand the mission of Jesus, oh. and that's what God has done in you. Tell us, uh, you're the executive director of LifeWord Broadcast well, Ministries. Well, that's what they tell me. <laughs> I mean, that's what it says in the, in the what, office. That's yeah. what they tell me. Yeah. Tell us what that means and yeah. what your heart tell and us vision about is for that. Well, yeah. You know, LifeWord is a ministry, been around for almost 60 years, that um, our whole goal is to introduce Jesus Christ to the nations and to cultures. Um, You know, we broadcast the gospel in a lot of different languages. Right now, almost 125 languages that we share the gospel in every day to over one-fourth of the world can can either see or hear a life or broadcast, telecast, a podcast, read something that we write. Um, so every day, LifeWord, LifeWord tells the story. 
mm-hmm. to the masses around the world. But, you know, and for years we've talked at LifeWord that it's important to speak in the heart language of the listener. Yes. And so that's what we do, you know. I like to talk about cultures. I don't think it's as much... It's okay to speak it. We want to speak their language, but if we're not speaking their heart language and speaking into a culture they live in, you're not really going to make a huge difference in people's lives. So we spend a lot of time trying to speak into cultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We talk a lot about you know wanting to help the church be as healthy as it can possibly be. And we would all agree that if mission is not a part of the local church, it's an unhealthy church. That is, it ceases to be a church if we're not on mission. How would you uh, encourage pastors, leaders in the church to be on mission? How could LifeWord help with that? What are the partnerships that we could see in that way, Donnie? Well, you know, the local church, you know, I believe that the Great Commission was given to the local church. The Great Commission was not given to LifeWord. It wasn't given to BMA Missions. It was given to the local church. LifeWord is a tool that the local church can use to fulfill their great commission potential. Gotcha. Um, You know, here's the deal. The Great Commission said, go make disciples of all nations. And when I go into a church and speak to them, I I ask them, do you believe that that, that Jesus had the right to give you your mission statement. This is your mission statement, right? To reach the world with the gospel. And they'll always say, that's our mission statement. And I always ask, so how are you going to do that? I mean, if Jesus wanted to, he could take a local church and reach the whole world. Mm-hmm. He could do that. He's, he's God. But realistically, local churches need one another. And we need to be able to work together through BMA missions, through LifeWord, to try to reach the masses with the gospel. And so LifeWord is a tool that the local church can use. Mm-hmm. It's one we're, one, we're not everything, we're one part of it. Yeah. Uh, BMA missions and LifeWord, we work hand in hand uh, to be able to plant new churches, and to be able to spread the fame of Jesus to the people around the world. Yeah. So, you know, part of our principles of cooperation talks about we exist to help the local church fulfill the great commission. Absolutely. Exactly. And the local church the local church has been given the commission. That's it. So we're we're just a tool. Exactly. And so if a church want, you know, talking about being healthy, um, I always try to make churches understand, okay, well, we're doing the broadcasting, and we have over 200 writers, producers, broadcasters around the world. But quite honestly, that's your church that's reaching around the world. We're yeah. just the tool. We're the vehicle. So, um, and in our ecclesiology, the local church is in control. That's it. And we're servants. That's right. And uh, it's a blessing for me to be a servant of these local churches. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a blessing to be a part of LifeWord. It is. And to watch the ministry grow, we want to we reach more people. We want to help BMA Missions plant more churches. 
and uh, be a tool to the local church to help reach the world with gospel. You know, I had a church planner today earlier talking to me, Donnie, and he said, I know you think the BMA is small. Now, I don't know why he said that to me, but I guess because he's an ethnicity that... Uh, and comes from the Middle East, and he said, I know you think it's small, but to me it's huge, but I love the size it is because of our relationships. I think and that's he said, true. and it's a family. I think that's and, true. And, but it's not exclusive. No. You know, we want others. And, and he was just talking about, and I love how you always put it, the servant, he said, Brother, I just want you to know it's a blessing for me to be a part of this, oh. and, and I think it's big. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, um, this is my tribe. Yes. This is where God planted me. I, I, I had to come to that many years ago. You know, me too. Yeah, that's that's the me too. You know, people would. Tell me, you you can go do other things, and I had opportunities to do other Absolutely. things with other groups, and I, I love them. I have a lot of friends in a lot of different groups, but this is my tribe. Yep. And when I finally, in my heart, understood, you know, this is where God planted you, Donnie. Yep. Do what you can do where God planted you, and quit looking for something else. And what great advice. To have a healthy church, Pastor, right where you are. Oh. Shelby says all the time, Larry, just bloom where you're planted. <laughs> hey. Just bloom where you're planted. That's yeah, good. You know, there's nothing. Of course, the local church is where it's at. It is. Uh, I agree. The, the best place to make a disciple is in the local church. Yes, absolutely. And I would say <laughs> that the, the most opportune place to begin the relationship to build a disciple is in a, is in a student ministry. I believe that. Yeah. I just do. It doesn't have to look it doesn't have to look like it's always looked, I guess. But I can tell you that having people that are sold out to reaching kids that live and sleep and breathe and eat that and love students. I just don't. I just don't think that there's a better place to start somebody's relationship with Jesus than in a great student ministry. I don't. Well, I can't argue with it. I'm, no. I'm a product of it. Well, um, I, I was going to ask this. You know, when I think about LifeWord, I think about the beautiful history of LifeWord. It originally was more radio focused, and yet I just talked to one of your guys at LifeWord that said that uh, this year there'll be two and a half million people that that visit lifeword.org that's new visitors new visitors visiting that's yeah. that's phenomenal you know um, about four years ago when I came on as executive director almost five years ago I told our board that that I wanted to turn lifeword sites toward the internet and I know that the, hey the internet is the wild wild west mm-hmm there's a lot of bad stuff out there. It's, but if Facebook were a country, mm-hmm. 2.8 billion active users of just Facebook. Crazy. I'm not talking about people that are just casual. These are active users of Facebook. If Facebook were a country, it's the largest country in the world. 
And there are more people every day that are sharing information, talking about life, receiving information on Facebook than on any other platform in the world. So why would God's people not be there? Sure. And so the key, well, you know, we're on a lot of different platforms. LifeWord is now, uh, you know, not just Facebook. We're on a lot of different platforms. But the key is being able to cut through and having content that people will want to watch and people will want to listen to. And so it takes creative people talking about issues that are relevant in a creative way to draw people in, to introduce them to the greatest story that's ever been told. Amen. And, um, you know, we're under no illusions at Life Word. You know, we're not the answer and be all to everything. You know, we still believe the local church is the best place to make a disciple. Yeah. But we also have to admit that that digital communication and online communication, I mean, we saw during the pandemic, where would our churches have been if we hadn't had an opportunity to speak to our people through the internet? Yep. Our people are living there. Lost people are living there. That's right. And so we need to be there too. You know, I would say this to you guys while, while I've got you here. You know, a lot of our pastors and a lot of our our churches got on the internet during um, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was the only way for them to communicate. And I know everybody's lamented the fact that some people haven't come back to church yet. I think it's getting better. I yeah. do. But I would urge our pastors and I would urge our people, do not run from the internet mm-hmm. just because the pandemic is over. Use that as a tool. And, and people will say, well, some people just stay at home and they will. Well, I don't know about all that. I think that remains to be seen. But the fact is, internet's not going away. Yeah. And if we're going to reach people with the gospel, it's going to take a lot of different forms of communication. It's going to yeah. take a So don't run from it. Do it well. And, uh, Continue to be there and have a presence. On Amen. The That's a be good creative advice. church leaders. Be creative. Get creative. Yeah. You don't have to stand in a pulpit to talk to people. Right. In fact, you'd probably be more creative if you if you did. Right. You'd probably be more effective if you didn't. Don't act like you're preaching to people when nobody you know when nobody's there. Do it. It's not brain surgery. <laughs> yeah. So I just think that you know. It'll work. There's there's a group of people out there that are gonna hear you. Back to life word a little and I love that and I've been telling them, man, don't drop that. We didn't. Yep. We're gonna keep live streaming yep. and uh, and I hear that. Uh, all the time and I'm saying no we're going to live stream we want our presence there Uh, I'm not doing this so people can stay home you know what they're responsible to the Lord that's exactly right and uh, so they're going to have to make that decision but let's get back to life word tell us about the couple of the shows that you guys got going on that could really help for pastors ladies different groups because I know you got I know two of them uh, but I know you got a couple other ones about to happen tell us about a few of those shows because I think they could be helpful and beneficial. Okay. Well, we've got, you know, I said we like to speak into cultures. 
uh, one of the, the first show that we began on the internet, we wanted a Bible teaching show. Right. And we started a day by day. And uh, I called it day by day in honor of George Redden, who years ago when Paul Bearfield was the executive director, Brother George was executive was assistant to Brother Paul, and he wrote a companion devotional that people would go through every day um, called Day by Day. And I was young, and I got that. And I would do my Bible study with Day by Day. Wow. And so I thought, well, if we're going to do a daily broadcast, you know, um, that'd be a good name for it. And so we started Day by Day. Dr. Cliff Johnson does that show every day on Facebook. And uh, it's just a walk through Scripture. And Cliff is a great Bible teacher. And then I wanted a show that would speak to ladies. Uh, but not only speak to ladies, but could speak from a lady's point of view. We have a lot of people that watch the Lori Klein show uh, every the best day. Show Do you know got, her? She's, she's a, you know who she's, that is? She's amazing. <laughs> she's incredible. Amazing. And you know, when I thought about that show, I only had one choice for the voice and the character in that show, and it was Lori. I've known Lori since she was a little girl yep. and was her student pastor for a while. And, um, so and Lori had a had a radio background and a broadcast background, and she's just a, she's tremendous too. So the Lori Klein show is a show that comes on on Tuesdays and Thursdays on Facebook. You can watch it on demand anytime, and also day by day, Cliff Johnson does that show. It comes on every day. Then we have other shows that just speak into different cultures. One of the shows that we've got out right now that I'm just loving is Outdoor with Sean Merrill. Yeah. Sean uh, is a guy uh, that works for the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. Right. And he is absolutely crazy. That guy, <laughs> he will, he wrestles alligators and catches snakes. and But he loves, he's an outdoorsman. And he's got a great personality, loves the Lord. And his show you know, is a show that comes out. We release it about once every three weeks. And we just get great traction. That is a tremendous show. And then uh, we have another show called Tailgate Talks. And it's kind of like a cowboy show. Yeah. A guy sitting on tailgate of a pickup truck. And we're developing more and more. We have a new show that we hope will go into um, production in the fall. Speaking, it'll be on LinkedIn. And it'll be speaking to executives. And, you know, Dr. Steve Crawley, who has a Ph.D. in leadership, will be doing that show for us. We'd like to be able to speak into that culture. Absolutely. And um, so that's what I'm talking about. You know, in America, um, you know, it's, it's great to talk to people around the world about Jesus. And we want to do that. But in America, if you're going to speak to people, especially in media, I think you have to speak into cultures. Uh, it's not enough just, hey, just because you could speak English, then be people going to hear you. Mm-hmm. Just because you speak Spanish, then be people going to hear you. Right. That's another great show. Yep. Um, we have Luis Ortega does a weekly show that, I mean, it has hundreds of thousands of views every week. Um 
Luis is a tremendous. So if you have Spanish-speaking friends, uh, that that's that's a wonderful show too. In fact, we have a we have a twenty-four hour. Uh, Radio internet radio station that's in Spanish. Yeah, they come. Well, we have two of them. One that comes out of Peru, one that comes out of Central America. Anyway, so they can find all of this at the website lifeword.org. There you go, lifeword.org. That's that's where you hit. Hey, Donnie, thanks so much for being with us today here. Uh, I know it's a busy time for you at the conference, but I appreciate you just sitting down with us, talking to us about not only your heart for student ministry, but for LifeWord. One of the things I want to mention coming up is LifeWord Sunday. We will put that in our notes uh, and let you know when that is. Uh, But that's a big deal, and that's how we support the ministry of LifeWord. Guys, thanks for listening today to the Healthy Church Podcast. We appreciate it. I'm so grateful for Donnie and his ministry in my life and in the life of my family. Uh, but it's been fun to sit with you and, and spend some time talking. So thanks guys for listening and we will talk to you next time on the Healthy Church Podcast. You've been listening to the Healthy Church Podcast sponsored by Activate, a church health ministry of the BMA. For more information, resources, and other related topics, please go to healthychurchpodcast.com or find us on Facebook at Healthy Church Podcast.